Good afternoon, church, and welcome again to another TRC broadcast. I am your host, Bishop R.D. McLeod, and I am extremely excited about you being here with us once again. Um, we have uh, had a succession of very, very interesting topics here lately. And, uh, you know, the Lord began to stir in my spirit some other things that I'm going to be sharing tonight. Uh, and I hope that you have you know, your your paper, your whatever you take notes with, because, you know, is we have to retain the word of God. And many times we hear it, but we don't retain it. I encourage you. Get you something that you can go back over and over and even go back through some of the other past teachings that can help you as you encounter different things day to day. And it will build you up, the Bible says in Acts 20, 32, and give you your inheritance. So uh, without any further ado, let's just get right on into the topic tonight. I'm excited about it. Um, I've already prayed and uh, I believe that the spirit of God will be in our midst. He is the teacher of the church. So sit back, rad back, whatever you call it. Amen. But let's just get ready to enjoy the word of God. Uh, some, something I want to really share with you that's kind of been in my heart. I, I, I've seen so many believers and so many uh, uh, people in general who are frustrated this day and time. So many people who are uh, uh, overwhelmed. People are suffering burnout. You know, no matter what you do, if you do it on a daily basis, I can assure you that burnout will become uh, a, a temptation. You will just begin to throw your hands up and say, wow, you know, I've had enough of this. But listen to me, guys, this society in itself will create a burnout in you because the pace is so fast. And many times we don't pull aside and allow God to minister and replenish and stir our spirit up. So we we get this, this when this burnout come, we become indifferent. Are you listening? So I want to minister to you tonight. Those of you that feel like that you are at that place that this repetition has caused you to feel this burnout. And it's easy. You can be some. You can be the best of the best, and you can still encounter these burnouts. So many times things happen in our lives, and they are so consistent. We have learned to just live with them. Why? Because we are convinced that these things will never change. And over a period of time, you can get beat down so much in your spirit. You can have so many things that happen on a consistent basis, and they can be things that are negative you will be convinced these things will never change. So day after day, you will begin to just sit and wonder and find yourself imagining just how if it, how it would be if something new happened in your life. You ever felt like that? You know, it's like this is this, this work grind and this, you know, work, church, bills, work, church, bills, children. And this grind can can you can get on this grind, and I'm telling you, you know, you can come to a place that you don't know that you are giving up. You don't know that you are giving in. You don't realize because it's a gradual process, and before you know it, you'll begin to surround yourself with other people who feel the same way that you do. You know, Peter said to them of like precious faith. He was saying to. Uh, 
encompass yourself with other people that can help build you up. But when you on that downslide, you will find yourself gravitating to other people that are sliding as well. And, you know, uh, the circumstances, you, you will cause yourself to be around circumstances that will enable you to stay the same. Now, this is a sneaky thing right here that we don't really watch. We don't really uh, uh, pay attention to. We don't really recognize as much. But there are circumstances that you will develop in your life that will enable you not to change. Why? Because you're trying to find somewhere that you can settle, somewhere you can rest, somewhere you can stop this, 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 this onward uh, uh, fight. And many times you will find yourself enabling circumstances that will cause you and help you to give up, help you to give in. Uh, so tired, weary, and frustrated, you will settle down in a place that is non-productive, a place that no longer excites you, a place that no longer gives you hope or expectation for change. And many times you won't even realize it. Uh, so what happens? You'll find yourself living outside or just outside of beautiful. Now, you're going to understand this in a few minutes. Living just outside of beautiful. Now, if you will, let's go to the foundation scripture and we'll begin to read this and we will begin to make a parallel between the story and your life. Acts chapter three. And I will begin reading at verse one. Listen to this. Now, Peter and John uh, went up together into the temple about the hour of prayer being the ninth hour. And the Bible says, and a certain man that was lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called beautiful, to ask alms of those that enter in the temple. Then it says, who seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, ask an alms. And it goes on to say, and Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John said, look on us. And the Bible says, and he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up. The Bible says, and immediately his feet and his bones received strength. And he, leaping up, stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And all the people saw him walking and praising God. And the Bible says, and they knew that it was he which set for arms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement 
at that which had happened unto him. Now, what I want to do is I want to back the story up because there's some valid points I want you to see. And I want to hope uh, and, and and hopefully it will it will reach you where you are because listen there are so many people right now uh that are just outside of beautiful people this particular man uh the bible says he was carried uh every day to sit at this gate he positioned himself at the entrance of the gate uh, on a daily basis to receive alms. Now, you had to understand something. This was a strategic plan. Sometimes you can strategize to stay the same. This man would, would, would be positioned right at the entrance because it was an admirable thing in order for a person to give alms because they felt like as they gave alms, they would get favor with God. So this man was right at the entrance of the gate where people were going in on a daily basis in order to worship God. Day after day, year after year, this man sit outside of that gate and watch other people be blessed. Have you ever felt like that? You ever felt like, you know, uh, you hear the stories that people tell, you see what people say, you you hear, uh, you see what they uh, acquire. You look at these things and you say to yourself, you know, I would to God that was me. You know, why is it my life is not taken off like that every day? Can you imagine what this does to this man? There's a couple of things that happen to him. One he becomes fixated on this on this pattern. When you do something so long, even if it's not good, you can become uh, uh, fixated on a pattern of failure. And this man sit there and became comfortable in other people giving to him. But yet, there was a part of his heart, watched them go in and out of this temple. Can you imagine? He could hear their conversations. He could hear the conversations that they had expectations on the way in. He could hear their conversations on the way out. This man sit there day after day, year after year. How many of us have sit in one spot for years watching other people, wondering how they are blessed like they are, wondering why is things working for them? Wondering, why isn't this me? Wondering, what do I have to do in order for me to be able to be able to go in? Um, I'm so frustrated because I'm sitting right outside of the gate. I can lean over and look inside. I can see the activities going on on the inside of other people's lives, but I can't seem to have it. Are you listening? And see, people don't talk about that a lot. People don't say uh, about their deep desires, about things that they want, but they look and see other people having it, see other people doing it. We don't talk about that quite as much. So uh, this man was carried there every day for years on a consistent basis. People carried him every day. Now, one thing you need to know, 
People can only take you so far. If your life is built upon what other people do for you, people can only take you so far. According to Jeremiah 17 and 5, the Bible says, cursed is he that leaneth upon the arm of flesh. It says, uh, uh, cursed is he that trusted in man or leaning to the arm of flesh and make it flesh his arm. And the Bible says, whose heart departed from the Lord. Now, did you get that? There will come a time that you will experience so many hits in life that gradually your heart will begin to depart from the Lord. You will begin to lose the excitement. You will begin to lose the expectation. You will begin to lose the hope that God can fix your situation, that God can change your situation. There are many people out here right now. I'll touch on one spot right here that I know will reach a lot of people. There's people out here right now that are single. And on the inside, they look at other people and their marriages and they're wondering, why is it that I have to keep waiting on God? There are some people that didn't wait on God. Are you listening to what I'm saying? Secretly, they desire to be married. Secretly, they desire a life that's different from the one that they have, but they walk in faith. They continue to believe God while they sit just outside of the gate, looking in, seeing the life that someone else is experiencing. Now, I'm, I'm telling you right now, and if God was not the one that orchestrates your marriage, you could be sitting inside trying to get out. <laughs> Are you listening? But we're not going to talk about that. We're going to continue to talk about just outside of beautiful. Now, here we have to understand that Bible says that Peter and John was approaching this man and he began to ask alms of them. Can you imagine while he was sitting there, Peter and John was on the way in. This man began to ask alms. Again, this is a very precarious situation that this man is in, that he's there on a daily basis for many years. And according to study, it was almost 40 years that this man was there. Can you imagine that? That long. Some of you have been believing God for two years, waiting for something. This is 40 years this man was there. And he never walked. So therefore, because he never walked, he never really began to expect to walk. Now, that's a nugget in that. Sometimes you can suffer, uh, uh, um, how, how do I want to say it? I don't want to say defeat, but you can, you can suffer delay so long till you lose your expectation of what you're believing for. Now, let's continue to look at this. And so as he began uh, to, to, to see John and Peter approaching him, he began to ask alms of them. And they said unto him, look on us. Now, here's a nugget right here. And many of you are in this place right here. And I hope you really listen to the spirit of God. He says, silver and gold have I none but such as I have give I unto thee. Many times you think to fix your situation, you need more money. Now we're just going to use that one. Many times you think if I just had more money, then I would be okay. Listen to me. You, it's, it's, sometimes we assume we need more money, but listen to this. 
just so we can have a better life. But the thing that prohibits a fuller life is our condition. See, this man thought he needed money when he really needed to be able to walk. Some of you think you need money, but you need to be able to practice better habits with money. <coughs> Excuse me. Some of you think you need more money, but you need less debt. Some of you need a mate to love, but you need to love yourself. Some of you think you need more friends, but you need to become friendly. See, many times what prohibits us is the condition that we're in. We think we need one thing, but you know, the Bible says God have, he know those things you have need of even before you ask. Now I'm going to tell you something else too. It's a, it's a, it's a process here. This man, he said, look on us. And the Bible says he looked on them expecting to receive something. And they said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. This is the process. The process is first expectation. Then it's revelation, which leads to transformation. Are you listening to me? Expectation. They had to get this man into uh, 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 an expectation. They had to get him in a place where he began to desire something. Where he was, he desired to sit there every day at the gate and ask alms. But what they had to do was to alter his expectations and get him to expect something higher, something on another level. And then when they said silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I unto thee. At that point, he knew he got a revelation. It's not money that I need. Listen, until you get a revelation in your situation that what you desire or what you believe you need is not really what you need until God shows you that until he reveals to you. Remember Israel thought they needed a king, but they didn't. They need to submit to the one they had. Do you follow what I'm saying? You know, Samuel thought that he needed Saul, but God had rejected Saul. See, many times you get what you want, but you lose what you have. He's trying to tell you, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge me, and I'll show you what you really need. Are you listening to me? We think a lot of times, and we trust in our own mindset. We are familiar with our own situation, and we believe we need one thing, but God is trying to get us to expect something else. And once you begin to expect something else, that's when it leads to transformation. He has to get you to think differently before you can have differently. Remember the Bible says in Romans the chapter, chapter 12 and verse 2, be not conformed unto this world, but be ye transformed. Transformation. 
by the renewing of your mind. You're gonna have to see something else. You know, it, you know, perception is always going to be your reality. And if you perceive that it's money that you need, you will chase money. But what God is trying to tell you is relax in me and let me show you exactly what you need. So it's expectation, revelation, which leads to transformation. Now, listen to this. Silver and gold have I none. You can only give people what you have. They did not come and try to uh, throw a couple of dollars to this guy while he was sitting there because they recognize what you need is not more money. More money, listen to me, listen to me and think about your own situation. More money at this time in this man's life would have enabled him to sit at that gate for many more years. What you want sometimes will enable you to stay neutral. What you believe you need sometimes will cause you to sit in neutral. You have to have a revelation. Remember the lepers that sat at the gate and they said, if we go in the city was besieged, they said, if we go in the city, we're going to starve. If we sit out here, we're going to die. If we go to the camp, it may be that they may let us live. So they finally with a process of elimination, they got a revelation that where they were sitting was only going to lead to their demise. And finally, they said, if we go to the city, well, you go back and read that story. The Bible says the moment they got up, it led to transformation because the same moment they got up, the host left the camp at sunrise. The same time they got up, what do I mean? The God is waiting on you to see something different. God is waiting on you to want something different. God is waiting on you to recognize you need something different. Because as long as you desire what you want, it's going to enable you to stay neutral. Are you listening to me? Sometimes, you know, it's just like when your mama used to call, you was hungry. You was outside, man, in the summertime and it was 100 degrees. You was playing marbles or you was running around, jump, uh, playing hopscotch, and you, you was hungry. And your mama said, dinner's ready. Did you notice? She didn't bring it outside. You had to, what did, they, what did she say? Come and get it. Most people are still in their situation because they refuse to get up and come and get it. That's that'll preach by itself. Are you listening? So you can only give God what you want. Here is the problem. The problem is with that. Sometimes people don't want what you have if it wasn't what they expected. When you go to sometimes. OK, let me bring it home so you'll understand you ever notice when a person, man, go out and they do a whole lot of stuff and get themselves into financial trouble? And then what they say is, I need wisdom. No, on the inside, you believe you need money. You said you need wisdom. Wisdom will proceed. Are you listening? You said, you know, hey, Bishop, I just need some wisdom. 
But no, that's not what you're saying. Because when you detail your situation, you explain and emphasize the financial deficit. So it's not wisdom that you really want. It's true, you do need wisdom, but that's not what you really want. That's what happens when you go to a person and they come to you and they want wisdom, they want counsel, and you give them counsel. If it's not what they expected, they reject it. Why? They want something to enable them to stay where they are. Look at someone and say, look at someone and say, aren't you tired of where you are? Are you listening? Come on now. You got to, you, you, you got to interact with me. You know what I'm saying is true. What do you have that you have have created a crutch to keep you where you are? See, it takes some energy to move from one place to another. But many people want their situations to change without them changing. Let me go on. Let me move on. All right. So if, it, if it's not what they wanted, then people will basically say, you know, uh, uh, that's good. Thank you. I appreciate it. And then they go on and do what they was going to do anyway. Now, there, the Bible says that Peter lifted out his right hand to raise the man up. Now, there's a difference in being lifted up and raised up. If you're lifted up, are you listening? You are lifted up on the strength of someone else. When you are raised up, you are positioned in a place where you stay. People don't want to be raised up. they rather be lifted up. But now there should always be someone in your life. Look at your circle of friends. Look at your inner circle. Look at your posse, if you will. There should always be someone in your life that can raise you up. There should always be someone that makes you accountable to walk on a higher level. There should be always someone in your life that has the ability to raise the level of your living. But if you position yourself with a lot of people that don't challenge you, then you are enabling yourself to stay the same. That's a mouthful right now. Look around at your circle. Look around. Look around at your best friends. Look around and say, hey, can you raise me up? See, you don't need to enable, and we position people around us that don't challenge us because we want to stay the same. Now let's 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 continue to move on. I got to finish this. Now I want to read something that I saw uh, in this story, and uh, let me go back and see which uh, scripture it was. Um, the Bible says, "Oh, here we go." And verse seven, he took him by the right hand. And he lifted him up, and immediately his feet and his ankle bones received strength. Now, he lifted him up, but his feet and his ankles received strength. 
which caused him to be able to stand on his own. Are you listening to what I'm saying? That's what I meant about being raised up. Because when you are lifted up, if your feet and your ankles don't enable you to stand on your own, when he let you go, you're going to fall again. And that's what people do. People are lifted up and they hold on to someone else's strength. But now this is the part right here. And this is what I want you to see in your own life. And I want you to really be honest about this. The Bible says in verse eight, and he leaping up stood and walked and entered with them into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God. And this is what the Lord showed me. He said so many times when I transform a person's life, so many times when I change a person, look back when you got saved, look at people you know that when they got saved, the Lord said, when I lift them up, when I raise them up, when I transform their lives, they turn and they don't continue on in the temple. See, this man sit there for almost 40 years. He was so uh, ecstatic about being transformed. He went to the source of his transformation. He went inside of the temple. How many times do we turn away from the things of God after God has blessed us? See, sometimes blessings uh, overthrow people. Sometimes you can be blessed and people are overthrown by failure. People are overthrown by success. And sometimes God can change your life. He can take you from that person. Remember, look at some of the pictures that you used to have. Look at the times when you used to do your own hair and you used to do your own nails. Don't look long, but think about it. And when God changes you and puts a new car up under you where you can drive and you look good, immediately we try to go back to the hood and show it off. Now, don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm not coming against the hood. I'm coming against your motive for going back. You are going back to try to show someone you are better than them. You are trying to, you're trying to stunt. If you will, you, 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 you follow what I'm saying. You go back to try to convince people that you have arrived instead of going on in the temple. And you've seen it and I have seen it. I've seen people that believe God for a mate. And as soon as they get married, they leave the church. They don't continue on in the temple. And that's why their marriage crashed. Because you have to, Jesus said it in St. John 8 and verse 31, and, 30, and he said, then Jesus said unto the Jews that believed on him, if you continue in my word, see, you have to continue. And many people don't continue. And it, it, is, con, it is you continuing that promotes longevity. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So he went on in the temple. So let me, let me let me hurry up and finish this because I, I really want you to see this because I want you to really examine yourself and ask yourself the question. Look at someone and say, are you continuing? Are you listening? You have to continue. So what is our response 
to God raising us up? Do we continue on in the temple or do we leave? Remember what Jesus said to the 10 lepers? One came back. Jesus expects for you to continue. He said, there were 10 that I healed. Where are the other nine? <laughs> Put down in the comments, I was one that came back. See, because there are nine that didn't. That lets you know right, right there, when God does a work in people's lives, most of them don't come back. It doesn't have to be you. Now, I'm closing with this. I want you to go to St. John chapter 5. St. John chapter 5, and I want to read another story here. And it has a lot of similarities to the one that we just got finished reading. Uh, it One dealt with long-term uh, issues. Are you listening? Long-term issues. We're talking about, for those of you that just got here, we're talking about living just outside of beautiful. We're talking about the gate beautiful where you are sitting at the entrance, looking at all the good things that are happening, but it seems like you can't reach them. We want to find out why. So let's go to, now here's the story. The Bible talks about, uh, um, the pool of Bethesda, and this is what we're talking about. Uh, let me go ahead and read the scripture. Uh, it was talking about the pool of Bethesda. It was talking about that a great multitude of impotent folks that was that was out there, and they had all types of uh, uh, infirmities. And so they there was like five porches, and they were all laid out. And there was one man who was out there, and the Bible says that he had been out there 38 years. Now, it didn't say... Um, well, let's just focus on that. He was out there for 38 years. He had this infirmity. One, this guy we just talked about was like 40 years. This one was uh, uh, 38 years. You know, how long have you been dealing with your infirmity? How long have you been sitting outside, just outside of the gate, just in reach of a different life? But it seems like you just can't touch it. I want to encourage you. And let you know it is possible. Now, the Bible says here uh, that Jesus came to this man. Uh, he was there for 38 years. Now, look, look at verse uh, 6. And, and, and the Bible says, when Jesus saw him lie and knew that he had been there a long time, in that case, in that condition, in that situation, he said unto him, will thou be made whole? This is what he's asking you. Now, it seems kind of ironic that Jesus would ask the question, will thou be made whole? This implies that for many people, there is a choice. Will you be made whole? Or have you become comfortable with the quick fixes of life? Will you be made whole? Or have you become comfortable sitting at the gate, sitting just in reach of the pool, are you comfortable where you are? Guys, we've been in some of these situations far too long. We have the word. We have the spirit of God. We have salvation. We have the blood of Jesus. We have all of these, the power of God. We have the anointing. And yet, we also have long-term infirmities. 
and that should not be be so. I remember what the what the uh, scribes and Pharisees had enough sense in St. John, the eighth chapter. They said unto Jesus, we be Abraham's seed and we are not in bondage to any man. You are Abraham's seed according to Galatians chapter three. I think it's verse 29. If you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. We should not be in long-term care. If we are Abraham's seed, children of the promise, unless we are comfortable. And he said, will you be made whole? And that's my question to you. I'm asking you, will you be made whole? Answer, answer the question in the comments. Will you be made whole because you're only committed to what you confess? Listen, so it goes on here. Jesus said, will you be made whole? And the man answered and said, sir, I have not a man to put me in the water when it is trouble. He said, but when I come, somebody else steps in there before me. Now, let me tell you something. In 38 years, you could have did the worm. <laughs> Y'all can imagine that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's a dance for those of you that didn't know it. <laughs> okay. It's an old dance too. You could have done the worm and got to the edge of the pool in 38 years. So when the water troubled, you could just roll over and just fell in. <laughs> Are you 38 years? Come on. Why would it? Now, you know, this man had to go. Somebody had to take him to the bathroom or whatever. So he got used to it, depending on people. Why would you tell them to take you back to the place that, you know, where your coat and stuff was? <laughs> Why didn't you say, just drop me off right here beside the water? I'm tired of this. You feel, you feel what I'm saying? You know, we uh, enable ourselves to stay the same. Outlook. I would have told them when, 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 I, when, I, when I got back, hey, look, tell you what, just sit me on the side so I can put my feet in. <laughs> Something. So when the water starts troubling, hey, I'm already there. Are you listening? You ask yourself the question sometimes, why am I still in this predicament with all of the, of the assets that I have and the benefits that I have. Psalms 103, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgiven all thine iniquities and healing all thy diseases. He crowned it with love and kindness so that thy youth shall be renewed by the like the eagles. Are you listening? Let me finish, let me finish, let me finish. So he said, and Jesus said, unto him, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Is that not what Peter and John said to the man? He said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give out unto thee, unto thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. I'm saying to you right now, you've been in that position too long. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. Take up your bed so you don't anticipate lying back down again. Rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. It is time for us to expect something else. It is time for us to get a revelation of a different life, which will lead to a transformation 
of another life. We have been living just outside of beautiful. The Bible says how beautiful it is and pleasant it is that brethren dwell together in unity. It's time for us to experience the life that God has given us. And too many times we have settled for just living outside of beautiful. Is your finances less than beautiful? It's time for us to apply the word of God and the anointing of God and the expectations of change to it. Is your relationships less than beautiful? It is time to apply a different mindset, a different expectation. Are you just wasting time? Are you just letting life go by you? Are you just letting life happen to you? It is time for you to happen to life and stop letting life happen to you. It is time for you to dictate where you go in life. And you can only do that if people are not carrying you, if you rise up and walk. Oh, Jesus. So let me finish with this. Listen to this. Listen to this, because this is why most people don't get the transformation. Here it is right here. The Bible says, look at verse 14. And afterwards, Jesus finded him where? Where did Jesus find him? In the temple. There is something to say about that. It is that when people recognize that it, God is the way, when people recognize he is their only way, the way, the truth, and the life, when they recognize that Jesus is the answer for their life, they will be found in the temple. Which one are you? Are you the one that continued on in the temple? Are you the one that went like the other nine to pursue your life? He that seeketh his life will lose it, but he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. See, when you seek your own life, you're going to always find yourself just outside, just outside of beautiful. You will never come to fulfillment. You will never come. Your life will never come to fruition. Your life will never come to fullness of meaning. You will never walk in the fullness of the statue or the statue of the fullness of Christ. You will never see a complete life when you pursue your own life. But when you allow God to transform you and you continue on to the temple is inside the temple where life becomes beautiful. It is inside where you can stop window shopping. It is inside where you can stop wishing. It is inside where you can stop hoping and start seeing. It is inside where you can stop reaching and start feeling it. It's inside. And we are so close. And that's what makes us frustrated is because we can see it, but we can't have it. We can reach for it, but we can't touch it. We can hear about it, but it's not ours. Are you listening to what I'm saying? So I'm closing with this. Guys, I hope you're getting something out of this. I hope my question to you is, will you? be made whole. Will you? Put it down so people can see your confession. Say, I will be made whole in Jesus' name. Your change will come 
maybe not immediately, but definitely. If you continue in the temple. Now I'm closing with this and I'll just give you the scripture. Proverbs 13, 12 says this. Hope deferred, make it the heart sick. Hope put off, make it the heart sick. Looking but can't have it will grieve your spirit. Reaching but can't touch it will grieve your spirit. Hope deferred, make it the heart sick. But when desire cometh, it is the it, it, it is the tree of life when you finally are able to live in expectation when you finally get a revelation see sometimes you can get knowledge all you want but until god personally reveal to you how your life can be different you will see it but you can't have it see it becomes a personal revelation he has to tell you how to get out of your situation. He has to tell you what makes your change. See, you trying to operate with somebody else's revelation is not going to help you. You got a different set of circumstances. God wants to speak to you about your situation. He wants to tell you how to change your life. He wants to show you how to change your circumstances. So, are you living just outside of beautiful when all you have to do is just go in? Are you? Are you living just outside? Tell someone, I'm tired of window shopping. I must have this life. I close. Will you be made whole? That's a question. You have to answer it. No one can answer that for you. Will you be made whole? I challenge you today. Let us see. That's the thing. The devil will trick you because he always wants you to get close enough to see it so you can get discouraged. He wants you to get close enough to smell it but you can't taste it. He wants you to get close enough to see it in other people's lives, but never happen in your life. Because if he can discourage you, you would turn around and go the other way. And when God transform you, you will not go on into the temple. Well, guys, I hope that this word blessed you tonight. And if you been challenged by this word. Let God change you. Let God speak to you. There is a personal revelation for your life that God wants to give you, but it's going to come through spending some time with him. Ask him and you shall receive. James 1, 5, if any like wisdom, let him ask of God who give it to all men liberally and upgrade it not. God will give it to you. So be blessed by this word. And if this word has been a blessing to you, whatever you do from this point until we meet again, whatever you do, however you do it, whenever you do it, let God change, transform you from expectation to revelation to transformation. And then you will know for sure that you can keep it real.